It's time for another digital side hug. And David Rubio here with Brad Montague. Brad. Hey. How's it going? So good. I'm on a podcast. That's right. You are. And actually, um, th this is cool because we're recording from the National Conference on Youth Ministries. And we're sitting in a hotel room overlooking the, the Atlantic amazing, Ocean. The amazing ocean. We're, we're in Daytona Beach, Florida. And Brad, you're a presenter here at the conference. Um, but that's not exactly why you're on this podcast. Um, let's get to know you real quick. And then we'll go from there. So where, where are you Where are you from? Right in between Nashville and Memphis in a town about the size of this hotel. Henderson. <laughs> Henderson, yeah. Tennessee. And um, you, you are married. You have a child. Tell us, introduce us to your family. I have a beautiful wife who's very pretty, who smells good, and uses amazing words. <laughs> uh, and her name is Christy. And uh, we have a one-year-old named Miles. All right. Christy and Miles. Well, thank you to Christy and, and Miles, and hello to you guys. Uh, and thanks for sharing Brad with us at the conference this year. Um, I love the National Conference on Youth Ministries because it, it every year brings me into contact with, with people that understand me and, and, and get my life as a youth minister because that's what we're here to do is learn how to be better youth ministers. And you used to be a youth minister. Yeah. Where did you work, and for how long were you in youth ministry? I was seven years at uh, at a church in Henderson, um, the Estes Church of Christ, and worked there. Fell into it. I was just uh, at that time. I was writing songs about cats and performing. Yeah, yeah, right. Because you were a, that's how I first met you. Yeah, was the performance. Right. Thing. You played songs and did comedy. I was just being weird. I, I was making little <laughs> funny things and. Is just because I had to. It, I can't explain it. That's what I was doing, and I was traveling to youth rallies and and, and performing, and it was going to colleges, and and I I loved that, but I I wasn't making relationships. Uh, I I remember being at a camp and had this amazing time, and and ended up having to stay longer because of the weather, uh -huh. and I just fell in love with what was happening, and I, I realized that. Maybe God could use this weirdness. And that's when you transitioned into youth ministry? Yeah, I was like, I've got to. That's so awesome. at the church we were at, I just immediately jumped in. I was that's like, so oh, they cool. have a youth ministry here. There's kids here. And I fell in love with it. And your journey has taken you to other places now. We'll get to that later. But first, can we do a brief Blitzkrieg get to know me? Let's do it. I'm going to start the chain reaction music. Um, okay, so Brad, let's start with this. It's intense. I'm nervous. <laughs> Favorite television program as a child? I would have to say The Muppet Show, but I had too many shows that I loved. Okay, so, well, all right, let's ask another one then. Muppet Show is sort of live puppet action. What about, was there a favorite cartoon? Uh, I was going to say The Muppet Babies, but that's a cop-out. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, the Jetsons. I was okay, yeah. good, good. Uh, and your favorite, so what, your favorite Muppet? This is lame, but Kermit. But only because all the other Muppets are able to be crazy because he is not. Yeah, and I don't think that's uh, lame at all. I, Kermit is beautiful He's and the wonderful. glue. He holds it together. Um, did you ever see the old 
it's impossible to find now. They don't show it. They don't sell it. I've got a copy of it at my house um, off of VHS, recorded off of television. So it's got these old commercials, which is awesome as well. It's the Muppet Family Christmas. Oh, yes. Where they oh, all meet oh, yes. at, at Fozzie Bear's grandmother's yes. house or mother's house, and they're snowed in. They sing the songs yes. together in the living room. And Jim Henson, and that song, that Christmas medley song yeah. is one of my favorites, oh, yeah. where it ends with... Or maybe not ends with, but it's in every. It's in every one of us. One yeah, of us. yeah. To, uh, it's, it's such a great, great video, and I love at the end where Jim Henson and Sprocket, the dog. Yes. You know Jim Jim Henson, who makes a video appearance in it. He says, "I you know I love it when they sing and they get together <laughs> and they have fun and let's go do the dishes." Yeah, I kind of feel like that's in CYM. You know, I, <laughs> I feel like God has to be sort of like Jim Henson, going all these youth ministers getting together. Worshiping, you yeah. know, having a great time, who know each other, but who live in different cities and states. And even in the same cities and states, we go to different churches. But we come together, and it's like a church here. Um, Have you ever seen the, after Jim Henson died, they did a special tribute, and it's all the Muppets again in the same room? Really? No. Oh, it's heartbreaking, because it's very meta. They suddenly realized that they had they were created. And wow. it's it's them going, who is this guy? They're like, this is Jim Henson. They're like, He's our creator, and it's really like you get chills. It's them talking like, "What happened yeah. to him?" Like, "Well, yeah. he's dead." But what? Yeah. <laughs> it's heartbreaking. But uh, it's, it's, you should look it up. You can also see his funeral on YouTube, which is sounds very morbid, but it's beautiful because it actually sounds it's a celebration. They, you watch that, and you're like, "I want to live the kind of life where people are that full of joy, just sharing those stories about." And this is forecasting a little bit to some of the things we'll talk about later, maybe, but um, I love it. And maybe all of us youth ministers love this and, and love it when it happens because we were too maybe attenuated to see it and notice it. But, you know, great stories can't happen without God. You know, I mean, great stories include the, the, the elements of God's very nature. And so, you know, moments like that where in media, Hollywood or some version of Hollywood, you know, shows us something that touches our hearts that, you know, from a story standpoint, it's like you track that back and you see that God, you know, God's the author of all these great stories, Absolutely. including the Muppets, Absolutely. including Fraggle Rock, you know, yeah. including yeah. Sesame Street and all the, the band that gets together there uh, in the Muppet Family Christmas. Okay, well, that was far longer on the Muppets <laughs> than I expected us to talk but about. But we did it. But that was fun. All right, I, I need to ask you these two questions yeah. because... I always do a press the button question, and then I always ask a question from Morris Gregwire, Dr. Morris Gregwire, who who has a Facebook page called Asking Can Be Fun, and I love great questions. So number 392 from Morris Gregwire is this question, in what sitcom TV house do you most wish you could live in? Oh, easy. The Cosby Show, The Huxtable's yes. Living Room. And the reason is very specific. The every season they would do an anniversary special where they would all like sing a song for their uh, their, their grandparents. And I, I've always been like, I want to have that family. I want to be you like that. Be where, in that family. Yeah, like I want our, our living room yeah. to be the kind of place where cool things like that can happen. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Huxtables living room. The Huxtables living room. All right, great. And and thank you, Dr. Uh, Greg Wire. Okay, now, final question. So there's a button in front of you. This is my version of the would you rather. Okay. There's a button in front of you. You can push it or not. It's up to you. But you don't have long to decide, and here's what happens. If you push it, 
You lose your sense of smell and taste. They are correlated, obviously. So you lose your sense of smell and taste if you press the button. If you do not press the button, you lose the ability to make noise when you laugh. Oh, oh, oh. So you still hear laughter, but you can't make laughter that can be heard. So you can laugh. It okay. just makes no noise. I would push the button. You push the button and lose your sense of smell and taste. Yes. Yes. And and you know the bonus there is maybe maybe you don't have to watch calories anymore. You know, <laughs> it, it, I'm thinking like me now. No, no, that was definitely part of it. I was like, well, I love food. And I was like, oh, but laughing helps everybody else. Yeah. <laughs> like laughing. Laughter is it, literal medicine. Can, the best people have the best laughs and and it, you know Okay, well, let's... It hurts when you need to laugh and you can't, too. Oh, and that's the best kind of laughter. Yeah. Uh, the best the best kind of... Oh, I'm sorry, not that. No, that's the worst. When you've had hernia surgery? <laughs> I'm, I misunderstood you. Yes, I've had hernia surgery before. That's the worst. Uh, John Crockett came to visit me after hernia surgery. My parents had to ask him to leave our house because he's so funny <laughs> and because it hurt so bad. When I was... The laughter when you're not supposed to laugh. Yeah, oh, but you get oh. tickled, and you and a buddy go, and you can't keep yourself from laughing in a moment where you shouldn't. That's the best. Uh, so, you used to be a youth minister. You're no longer doing youth ministry now, and we're going to talk about what you're doing right now. But so, I want to talk about the Go Camp that you that you started mm-hmm. uh, at Freed Hardeman University. What is Go Camp, and why did you start it? Go Camp is an experience for high schoolers and junior high students and the focus is on leadership and service it's all about it came as a reaction to being with young people and churches and seeing that they want to impact their communities but they're not exactly sure what that looks like and so I was like well let's just get them all together and yeah. and figure it out as as as, as a family and it's been really neat because we've built a community of these kids and youth ministers and families who who, who believe in that and want to see it happen. And they're sharing these stories and ideas and, and living it out. And, and so it's exciting to see. I, I don't think that um, it's revolutionary in that way. I just think it's, it's, it's something that, that needed to happen. And so we just tried to put a, put a space and said, show up. You're you're letting people do what it is they were created to do. Uh, you're you're you've cr- you've put this camp together that encourages them and maybe equips them to do that. Um, can you give us an example of something that is happening now or has happened because of a student that came to go camp and said, you know, well, I want to serve and I want it to be this way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I. I um you know, you have these Bible classes and youth retreats and things, and we talk to to kids about living out their faith, and they they don't just listen to that; they hear it and they they want to do it. Mm-hmm. And so, I I first saw it in um, my own kids that we had in in our church who, you know, we were talking about helping you know the poor and and serving widows yeah. and. And they, they're like, well, why aren't we helping the homeless right in our neighborhood? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. So let's do it. And I, as a youth minister, this is before Go Camp and everything, like, yeah. I remember 
saying, okay, well, we're not going to go to do a work camp somewhere. Yeah. We're going to do it in our own town. town. Yeah. But I don't know where to start. Like, I don't know where the where the, where the poor people in our town. I don't know wow. what what to. And the kids were like, let's get let's get this going. And and it started a, a full on change in how we lived out love in our neighborhood in Henderson yeah and then it made us look for other churches that were doing that and find other people and and it became contagious and we've been finding kids everywhere who are it's rarely the youth minister says I've got this idea let's do it youth ministers are are great but it's usually the kids like hey I'm doing this the youth minister's like oh well let's help like uh there are these girls in Alabama who realized that there was a, a there were kids who weren't getting food on the weekends, they were only eating at schools. So they asked the ladies at their church to help them cook food. And every Saturday, they would go to this, this space. And that was, that was it. It's, it's very simple, but these girls were, were changing an entire community. And um, one of the things from Go Camp we've seen is uh, groups will say, okay, well, we're going to use camp as this marking point in our year. And we're going to leave, and we're going to live this out all year. So we had we've had several groups now who said we're going to do 52 weeks of living out God's love, and we're going to yeah. see what happens. And it's a huge thing because you see them; they're scared. The youth minister's scared. Their eyes are big. <laughs> like, what have we done? And the kids are like, "Let's do weeks. it! Let's yeah. do it!" And it's so exciting to see what comes out of it because it doesn't end. They, you know, as youth ministers, we've got a job to do, and we've got the job to keep. You know, we, we've got to keep doing our job. And so so often it, it's hard to dream. Students don't have, they, they don't have jobs they've got to keep. They're, they're thinking bigger sometimes than we do yeah. as youth ministers. That's really, really cool. So uh, I guess it's impossible to know how far-reaching and how much impact the go idea has had because you don't control it. It just goes and it mm-hmm. does, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Uh, I love that. Um, well, so... In the process of doing this go camp stuff, God sort of put another thing in your world that sort of became uh, a big deal yeah. called Kid President. Uh, tell us a little bit about that and how you're connected to Kid President and, and, and how that happened. Yeah, well, so, you know, we mentioned earlier about making videos and silly songs. It's yeah. Just, yeah. I've not stopped doing it. Like, I just have to. So even in youth ministry, it was always, okay, how can we make a video for this? Right, how can right. we do this? And with camp, it became this huge canvas to just add things into. And I've spent so much time learning from kids, just learning from teenagers and learning from their amazing creativity and their compassion. And so we talk about kids changing the world. So I had this idea, like, well, what would it look like if a kid ruled things. If a kid were in charge, we're given, you know, the initial thought was what if a kid were president of a company and how, you know, how amazing that'd be. And so my little brother-in-law, uh, we've always made little songs together. His name's uh, Robbie. Robbie. And, uh, so we just said, let's, let's, let's shoot a couple of videos. It was during the election. Yeah. And so at that time online, which is nuts, is the, the middle of this election. So people are Posting yeah. Facebook statuses in all caps and yelling and right. both sides being... It was an ugly election. Oh, really yeah, was. yeah. And so, like, wouldn't it be great if this kid just came in the middle of that nonsense and just said, Hey, guys, be awesome. Just 
cut it out. Like, yeah. Are you telling kids to be cool to each other and not be bullies? And, you know, like, let's do this. So we just, and, and what's so funny is we made this little cardboard set and had this, and my wife and I were making that, and we had so much fun, and we were just giggling the whole time. Like, this is a stupid idea. Why are we wasting our time with this? The cardboard that we used for this set, like, you can see in a lot of the videos, there's a hole in the bottom of it that's huge because it's a uh, it's a sheet of cardboard we used for camp because we filmed this the week after this huge camp we'd done, and, uh, and I was like, I don't want to use a sheet of new cardboard. Like, right. This costs money. This is a dumb video. <laughs> so we you know we shoot this video and immediately Robbie puts on this tiny suit that we had found. And he gets behind and just starts dancing. <laughs> I was like, oh, he loves it. <laughs> like, yeah. He loves this too much. And, uh, and so I started asking questions. And the responses are hilarious. And so we filmed for a long time and just giggled. And I realized, like, I could make three videos out of this. So we did. And you did, yeah. And so we released them one, one each week. And I thought, that'll be it. And it'll, it'll just be that. But that wasn't it. So, somebody really liked it. Yeah, that my mom was very excited, <laughs> passionate about it, and then uh, no, it was it was crazy because I I thought at first okay people like this because it's just it's innocent it's right. funny and, it's and he's a cute kid right and then the next week the second one came out and all these blogs picked it up the Washington Post wrote a thing about it about like the meaning behind it yeah. and the thought and. People were asking, you know, what does this mean for the election? And like, and you're at home going, we just made a video. <laughs> made a video. There was a group of people who thought that the Obama campaign had created it to like make people think that he was, you know, a nicer guy. That he was. That's just, hilarious. Yeah. It was. It was just absurd. Yeah. And, um, and you're you're just a youth minister having fun, <laughs> and then you get connected to Soul Pancake at that point. Yeah, so we had all these people reach out and and want to do things like to have him, uh, you know, show up in an event or yeah. come to some concert and open for the band. Do like, what is he gonna do? Uh, they had a, a guy who's uh, making a horror movie that wanted him to be in it. Like, really? It, yeah, and he would have he was gonna be like a demon. And I was like, yeah, that's that's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's frightening for sure. Uh, this is not. We're just making silly videos. Yeah. Uh, so we started realizing that it had an impact and realizing that like, I had set a goal before that that I wanted to spend more time with our family. Mm -hmm. And with Robbie is, and I are especially close. And so there's a long list of things I want to teach him and I want to instill in him as a young man. Because mm -hmm. uh, he's, so, he's such a natural leader. And, and I'm so excited about who he could be. So we have this long list of things I want to teach him. And at the same time, people are listening. So couldn't we create something that would actually, that would be funny, that people are enjoying, but that teaches him and kind of puts something that's truthful and joyful out onto the internet that can be a dark place sometimes. And so, what was the what was the first video that that sort of came out of that? Was it the inspirational football video? No. Uh, well, we had all these people reaching out, wanting us to to do things, and out of the middle of that, Rain Wilson from the Office sent us an email and wanting wanting us to be part of something he was launching on YouTube. And I got really excited about it when he, we started talking. And his thing was, I don't want to 
he was very much uh, in line with what where we were at. Yeah. Where he said the internet's full of cat videos, angry stuff, like just sensational things. And he said we're working on a web show right now that's about people who are dying, and we want to put that online. I was like, what? He's like this. We want to point people towards the important things. Yeah. And and they invited us into that, and I I couldn't say no to it. Right. Uh, this is so where we need to be. And so we, we teamed up with them and, and we got to continue making the videos we want to make. But suddenly we had a space in which other people were going to see it that weren't just right. our family and friends. So we kind of began working that out. And some of the first ones we did that were uh, about, uh, we were trying to figure out what, the, what this was. So we had him interview people. Uh, we had... Uh, um, where we went to like a cupcake shop opening in our hometown, did some silly. Uh, we were just like, what? What are we doing with this show? And then uh, we filmed this thing uh, on a football field, and it was basically a pep talk to the world. And that came because our heart of wanting to put something positive online, and really just in our town, like because at that time we had had some really sad things happen with some kids in our town like one girl had lost her life and there's some bullying involved and and so we're like let's just put some like we just need a pep talk yeah we're all on the same team and so i sat down with robbie and talked through what he would say to the world like what if and we imagined this being something like imagine the super bowl comes on the commercial comes on what would you say and and these were some of the thoughts that he had so i wrote them out and we filmed and and really, I just thought that only the people who've been watching our show would would see it, and and that they would be encouraged by it. But then, not so much. It, the first three days we had a million people watching, and then the next week it was eight million, and then you know now there's thirty one million, and I don't even know what that looks like. Thirty one million times somebody has listened to Kid President give them a be awesome pep talk. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's it's unbelievable. Um, what God, you know, really has done with this to bless people. I know it's been shown in my church, and yeah. it's probably been shown in every church, you know, that, that has seen it, where there's somebody who could say, "We let's our congregation needs this pep talk too." Um, so now, now, what what's the next step? I know things are changing a little bit, and there's things on mm-hmm. the horizon for you. What what's going on right now with regard to Kid President? Yeah, well. Well, it's funny, our our little church um, put on their missionary list, Kid President Project. As a missionary, wow. And I I was like, guys, I don't, are you sure? <laughs> That's awesome. Like, no, this is, this is a ministry. Yeah. And so we, we, we have been operating as such. Uh-huh. So every email we get, we see this is an opportunity to reach out to the kid who reached out to us. And so we... It's put a lot of love into like communicating with them. All the teachers and moms who reach out to us, we want them to know that they matter and that they were created to be awesome, as Kid President right, says. Right. So that's what we've just been doing, and just keep trying to be as joyful and loving as possible. And um, and it's taken us to some crazy places, like the White House and the UN and. Beyonce, right? <laughs> like, but in that order, right? That right. White order. House, you uh, in, and then Beyonce, and and so now it's like, how can we continue to navigate this right. in a way that just reflects 
what God looks like. And Rain, who has been a big part of like us allowing us to do this, um, he's not a, a Christian. He's an extremely religious guy, right, right. and he studied all these religions. He came to a, an event that we were invited to. It was a Christian event, and I was so nervous about it. What is he, what is he going to say? Like, how, how is this going to be taken? I love who he is, and I don't want him to have his feelings hurt. And I love the right. church. And and how are we? Gonna I don't want. I don't want them. And they asked him about entertainment and faith, and his response was, "I have." read about Jesus, I know about Jesus, and if you guys made things that looked like him, nobody could ignore it. Yeah. And awesome. oh, and that has that has given me a, a flag of this is what we want to do. So everything now is like how can we do that? And so um it's it's hard. It's, it's a lofty goal. We're not there yet. That's a goal. What's the next step in the goal? Uh, toward, toward the goal. Yeah, we're we're working on a, a book and a series of books uh, that uh, we're excited about. Uh, we're also hoping to put a dent in children's television. Um, so we've got an opportunity that we we hope we'll be able to put something uh, out there that that really is is different. That looks and smells different. Than, That's so great. Than the normal. Well, you know, the the reason, you know, Kid President is not the reason I wanted you to, to be a part of this podcast. It's amazing the number of things that God has sort of put in your life, you know, from, from musical comedy that blesses, you know, youth rallies to, you know, youth ministry in a, in a congregation in a local context to the go camp and now touching millions of people through the work that you're doing with a member of your family as you bless him as he grows and, and now the possibility of things like TV shows. Um, the truth is, I was at a youth ministry conference not long ago where you were a presenter at, at a... The at Summit. A, yeah, that's right. It was in Atlanta called The Summit. Marco Stryker put this thing, and it was really cool because it was all TED Talks. It was it, not officially TED Talks, I but it was Christian... Yeah. I, small talks where somebody's got one idea, and they throw it out, and then we process it together. And it was like, you know, 15 or 16 presenters in six hours of content over a day and a half, just great. And yours was, for me, the highlight of all the presentation. Oh, yeah. You were talking about I simple. I did not feel that. It was great. No, it was terrific. And I wondered if, in closing, um, you could just bless the listening audience by sharing, you know, kind of the idea, the big idea that you threw out that day. That's And, and it's tied in, I think, to some of the impact that you've seen Kid President have. But as youth ministers, we're trying to bless teenagers wherever we are. Speak a word of encouragement uh, for us. Well, I went into that event so nervous because there were people speaking and leading who were in the trenches with yeah. kids, who had written amazing books. There was a the huge theology guy. I mean, it, I I can barely eat with a fork. Much I, I was like, what if, what am I going to say? I was struggling, and I think I saw you before that, and I was like, I don't yeah. I don't know why I'm here, and it hit that I was like, if I can just find this little thing to tell them what I feel like I needed to hear when I was working with kids and what I need to hear now, yeah. and the big reason I don't I don't feel like. God has allowed Kid President to get big and all this stuff because it's awesome or because like we've done something extra special. I think it's just because it's simple and true and people need to hear that. 
So to cut through the noise in kids' lives, all you have to do is speak something that's simple and true and full of love. And the words I remember most from the people in my life, of all the soundtrack of my life, like the things I remember the most are these simple little things that someone spoke to me in love. And it's the people, the old, older people at my church who told me that they thought that I, uh, they told me moments in which I looked especially a lot like God to them. And right now there's kids who are hungry for the words that, that the guys listening to this have to say, yeah. that uh, uh, any, anything that you say has a weight to it that will mean the world to a person and can turn everything around. And for me, what was so powerful about it was, you know, a 10-minute talk that encourages me to start a camp like Go Camp is great, but it takes months to start up those kinds of things and dream up and then pull it off your talk was you're going to go home and you're going to go to church Sunday and you're going to see 20 kids, 50 kids, 80 kids. You know, you've got this power to use a word to speak a blessing that can change a life. Mm -hmm. And I thought that is not something I've got to wait a week to do. I mean, I've got a phone. I can text an encouraging word right now, you know, to a student in my youth group. So for me, it was like, why did I need, why did I need to be reminded of that? I should, I should think that every day, but we forget, you know, we get to doing our job. So thank you for that. Thank, thank you, you for that. And, and, and I just, I, I do pray a blessing over everything that's mm-hmm. going on with you. You know, kid president is getting to be a big deal. You know, you're having, you're, you're a part of that. And so this is all kind of so big. Um, I, I just pray that you, you will continue to be what it is that I see and sense that you are. And that is just, a person, you know, who's letting God use him. And um, so, you know, however many millions listen and hear and are blessed, may God get the glory. Thank and you. I really appreciate you joining us for the podcast. Yeah. Um, now, I'm going to start the bumper music. I oh. usually give a side hug <laughs> at the end, but it always turns into, uh, you know, a, a, a legitimate hug. So it, can I get... A hug from you? Is that too much to ask? Let's go. All right. Brad Montague, thank you so much for being on the side hug, uh, the digital side hug. I don't I don't know who's going to be on the digital side hug next time. It will probably be somebody here at NCYM, uh, and it will probably be a lot of fun. So thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you guys later.